This episode of the PB&J Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you something. It's free. They give you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. And here's the best part. You can start earning money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Okay, it's everything you need to make a podcast right in one place. Only thing you got to do is go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, now let's get to it. It's the, it's the P, 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 and J, and J, J, J Podcast. Yeah, 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 you know what it is, it's me, one of your hosts, P, back, what is the episode is this? This is like 16 now, right? 16, I think. See, yeah. look at look, that's my old age, Sean, because I, I really didn't even remember us. But yeah, what is going on, everybody? This is your boy, P. Yeah, yeah, what's up? This is B, a.k.a. Young Gifted. What are y'all, it's your boy Jay. And you know, together we are the PB&J Podcast, and you know who we got today. Special guest in the building. EP. What up? It's Fluff. There you go. See, she now has a intro. <laughs> well, you usually introduce me like... I didn't want to introduce you like that. I was trying to give you... Today. See, I was giving you that leash to see if you was going to run with it. I need you, to come up with something so I can be young gifted. Yeah, see? Yeah, we all trying to get the buzz level at right. this point. <laughs> but yeah, man, happy Thanksgiving or happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, this is Thanksgiving week, so we wanted to def- definitely come out with a special episode this week and get y'all some, some things because we got some things to talk about. Um... I wanted to start it off today with with another versus battle, and I know we did DMX and Snoop Dogg on the show before, and we thought at the time that that was the best versus that we've that was to date. But this past week, Jeezy and Gucci may have stolen that spotlight as the best the best versus we've seen. Um, I I will say it was the realest verse we've ever seen because that might have to be a list. It, it may be. We might have to do a list on verses. We might. That that's that's pretty good. But I think yeah, this this one here, man. I don't know if it was good because of the tension that these two dudes has had in the past. But I was very very interested to see you guys' thoughts on on the verses. How you know this is season two for verses? So are we going to expect more big time viewership like this? Like what was you guys' feelings walking away from from the Gucci Man Jeezy verse? I, I I I was inspired. I, let me not say inspired. I was optimistic. You know what I mean about what could potentially happen in the future, not just between the two of them, but you know between like just in the in rap culture and also you know hopefully just hood culture in general in terms of like how we respond to beef and how we handle that and all that shit because I mean I don't know how many of our listeners really know but like there's real life situations that went on between these two dudes like lives was lost and shit you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or life was lost I know I know that much at least and so you know it's when somebody go you don't get over that shit you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and you know that's how a lot of beef gets perpetuated it's just like oh you kill woo 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 so I gotta kill woo woo oh so now you kill woo woo so I gotta kill two of your people you know what I'm saying right. and it should just keep going on and on so to see these men you know having evolved over you know 15-20 years 
um, and to see where they at today, to be actually at a point where they could even be in the same room yeah. and have, you know, what we generally look at as a celebration. But really, the shit, like, the way Gucci came out, he was he was there to fucking battle. Nigga. He was there to battle. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he still had that energy with him and shit. So, it had me a little nervous because I wasn't sure which way the shit was really mm-hmm. going to go at a certain mm-hmm. point. I thought real shit was going to spill over. You know yes. what I mean? Like, especially when the truth came on. Mm. Nigga, uh, that's when it nigga, got real, dog. Nigga brought Keisha Cole and shit. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> we were just thinking like he didn't even pull out most of his stuff out of his catalog. Like his catalog is deep. ooh Jeezy, right? Jeezy, yeah. and he didn't even oh. play like you know yeah. half of his shit. Yeah, and still murdered right. this dude. I don't know, man. B, what you what you got, man? I mean, I like like I told y'all, I'm, I'm probably one of the only folk who didn't watch the whole joint. Like I watched like the first 20 minutes, and I got sidetracked, and then I ended up catching a lot of the highlights. So I saw the tension. Um, I mean, like I mean, just to echo what Jay was talking about, like I'm glad that you know they're at a different place than where they were, and you know, what I mean, definitely from the beginning, like it was, it was the most battle-like verses that I saw. You know what I mean? Like, all of these joints get lined up and they say, oh, it's a celebration. It's for the culture. Like, Jeezy was there to put somebody on his back. Uh Gucci was there to put somebody on his back. Uh From jump, too. From jump. Especially Gucci. That's kind of how it came off. But then, yeah, I mean... you know, once you once you got to the end, you seeing people, you know, posting pics from you know the after party and all of that. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, they they really got past it. So you know, I mean, I'm happy for it. I mean, I seen the interview with uh, that Jeezy had with uh, the Breakfast Club. I guess like the day after, and they were asking him basically about you know was this stage, was this whole thing planned out? Because you guys did go to the after party together. And Jeezy was basically kept it real, was like, nah, he said that he really didn't even know how to feel about the previous night because he still had to process everything. So I just, I like, you know, to jump off all y'all, I just think that it was good to see. Like, at first, when I first heard about the verses, I thought it was a joke because it was Gucci and Jeezy. So I was just like, there's no way that these dudes are going to get in the same room with each other. I had no idea at that point that, that Gucci was going to come out and just basically be like, my nigga, we in a battle. Like, this ain't no celebration of music. Yeah, we can celebrate the music, but I'm here to fucking win. And I, I, I actually, honestly, I appreciated that. Like, I was like, you know what? That's dope. But it was the realest. It, it tensions. Bar. Yeah, tension. I felt like tensions were high until the end. Until Jeezy came out and they did the song together and everything. I felt like it could pop off at any minute. Like, right. you know, once he did play the truth, I was like, ooh, and then when he said we smoking on on Pokey Loke tonight, that I was, was like, thing. I was like, oh shit, it's really about to go down now. So nigga, because he was still being disrespectful. It's one thing to perform an old song that you wrote mm. that was about a moment or some shit like mm. that, but to like still be like the ad libs mm. in the current moment was like, yo, mm-hmm. fuck your dead homie, nigga. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like still with that energy, he's like, bro, where he does said, and, and this is why we're here today? Yes, yes, yeah, he said that, yo, we. Put this nigga in the dirt. I was like, this nigga is fucking ratchet as shit, dog. Like, 
That's wilding. that nigga's man. He's sitting right across the stage from you. This nigga just, I was like, he's going to get up. He's going to hop the stage. They going to go at it. But. I do have to give credit to Jeezy, though, because he was very calm and composed. Like, he just sat there. Like, Gucci mm-hmm. was up, like, just trying to, like, get him. He didn't sit like, down the whole night. Like, just trying to get him, like, you riled up and, like, instigating. Like, I'm trying to, like, you know, make it be something extra. And Jesus just sitting there, legs crossed, just not even bopping, not vibing to the music, nothing. Just focus. (laughs) Like, y'all not going to take me out of this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I just, yo, the shit that got me though was when Gucci was like, yo, my outfit costs $10,000, man. Look at this man's outfit. <laughs> look at my opponent, nigga. I was like, look, this nigga. Yeah, said, look at my opponent. <laughs> but Jeezy but rebuttaled, like, I don't know about no outfit, but I own fucking real estate that works more than your outfit i I don't know man yeah we i mean we gotta celebrate both the music and we also gotta celebrate that jeezy might be the most coolest under pressure rapper that we've ever seen in history because there was plenty of opportunity to get at at gucci like there was Plenty of opportunity, and it's not even just the, the playing the diss songs. It's like you said, mentioning the outfit, mentioning the jewelry, saying that we put this nigga in the dirt. Like there was so many opportunities for this shit to go left, and it didn't. And I'm proud of both of them for that shit because hip hop is always like you know everyone thinks it's violent. Mm-hmm. We can't have we can't have a function without someone getting shot or which you, lately has been proven a right. fucking fact. Right, right. Sadly, that's a whole number. Yeah, I was gonna say like I don't know if you put another dude in Jeezy's place if it would have worked out like that. Like the other person that was getting floated around for that type of battle was Tip, and I don't know, man. Like Tip is cool. But he's also a hothead. Like, I don't know if he would have been thinking about, like, the millions or he would have been like, nah, I got to see this dude right now. Right. He probably would have saw him right now. He probably saw, yeah. Like, for as good as T.I. is and and does for the community and the culture, his He's about it. Like, he's like, yeah, he's (laughs) short-fused. You can only string him for so long before he just blows a gasket. But y'all got to watch the Breakfast Club interview because Jeezy goes into detail about, like, who he was like 10 years ago uh-huh. would have reacted. And he said it took a long time for him to like not be in that negative space. And he's a happier, you know, person now than he was then. So I think yeah. if it was Jeezy 10 years ago, y'all would have got the narrative that everybody was expecting for these dudes to be like, you know, bucking on stage. I mean, yeah. And, and that's, that, that's the thing too, that it, it speaks to like on a, on a larger scale which is what we're all doing in life, you know what I'm saying? Just like as a community and shit, when you see these young kids dying all early and shit, and like just these young kids being out there and just being willing to toss their lives away, whether it's, you know, in this, uh, whether you're getting buried early or whether you're getting locked up and shit, it's like you missing out on your evolution. Uh-huh. And that's the saddest part about it all, you know what I'm saying? Because where you feel like as, as dedicated as you are to fucking, you know, putting somebody down, laying shit down, repping hard right now, 15 years from now, you're going to have an involved mentality. You know what I'm saying? Where you still might have that as a part of you, but you're going to be able to respond differently to certain situations and circumstances. And you like things that make make you want to get to that level, you'll be able to, you know, handle differently and shit like that. And shit that problems that you used to have, you might see that same person and be in a position where you like, yo, we ain't got to be best friends, my nigga, but we could coexist. Right. You know what right. I mean? And it's, it's just it's like, that's the saddest part about it. There's mad kids out here that ain't never going to see that. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, what did you guys give getting back to them to the musically, who won, in your opinion? Oh, Jeezy, yeah, yeah I, I, Jay all day. Yeah, I mean, I was I was kinda like I didn't like when 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 Gucci went to the whole outfit thing. I didn't like when he went to the whole jewelry thing because it was like Jeezy said, like you still talking the same shit fifteen years later. And it was it, it kind of proved that Jeezy's career has shown his evolve, like him just evolving as a person, as a man, as a rapper. And it was like Jeezy, Gucci was still stuck in that trap mode. And yeah, 15 years, like I'm still on this shit, which is cool to a certain extent because I guess everybody needs a little trap music in their life. But his musically, I just felt that he didn't evolve mu- musically. So I thought for that reason, Jeezy, hands down, I thought, like he said, he didn't even go into the whole bag. In my opinion, I think he could have pulled out some other right. some other joints, but he just kept pulling out bangers after bangers after bangers. And eighty percent of them shits was from his first album. Exactly. Right? And it, you know what I'm what's crazy is that he knew that they were bangers. I'ma put it on and I'ma just go sit down, nigga, because like, you know, we all know what's going on Legs right now. Legs crossed and everything, just cool. And I and I honestly I think that's why Gucci didn't sit down, cause he knew too. <laughs> He knew too, like, fuck, I can't compete with that shit. Like, fuck, this nigga, man. You know? So he was See, frustrated. I, I, I think I think the, Gucci not sitting down was a perfect uh, representation of the mentalities that they both came into uh, this thing with. Uh, because from my understanding, Jeezy's the one who extended the invite to right. get into this shit. So I think Jeezy already had a certain perspective on how he's going. I, like, he has to be in a certain spiritual right. place to right. even extend that invite. And then to also know me being the person that's, you know, going quote unquote be the bigger man initially, I I have to understand that the, per- the other person I I'm inviting may not be in that same place that I'm in. Right. They probably not gonna be. So I'm right. gonna have to take the lead on this shit. And you know, I might have to take a couple blows. I might have to listen to the man talk his shit. But you know, it's not gonna be nothing new that I haven't heard before. Right. I know what to fucking expect. So I know how to respond in this moment. And I, you know, you gotta big up the man for that shit. Cause I think Gucci still came in with that mm-hmm. aggression, that energy, like, all right, fuck it, we gonna battle, we gonna battle my nigga. Like, I'm here for whatever. Right. But also commence, and I gotta give big up to Gucci too for even being in a position where at the end of it all, he was able to say, all right, you know what, my nigga? I salute you, dog. You know, I was doing what I do. Like, we battling and shit like that, but it's all... Like, that was a big fucking moment, dog. It like, really rips. was. It really was. The, the One of the things I like best is watching Swiss and Timberland talk after the battle. Mm. Like, when they when they go live and they, you know, talk about their feelings and of the battle or whatever, I love that because it was such a big time. Like, I was telling Cassie at the time, like... No one would have thought, A, that these two would get together to do a versus for one. But then if you really think about their careers, Jeezy, yes, I can see on a versus because he just has a portfolio that uh, that just goes and goes and goes. Gucci, as big as he is, he's more regional. You know, he's not as big as, as Jeezy is. But I thought that because of that reason, it wasn't going to work. But I thought it was dope to see how many views they got. How, like the viewership, I think it was like 9.1 million. Mm-hmm. So like it was it was like the biggest verses to date. So it was... It's, and and, and it's, I said that because I said that Jeezy is international where mm. Gucci is local. Right. That's how mm. I viewed it. Like, and so like Jeezy is... And, and that kind of like plays into who he is as a person now too. Like... You're you've evolved, like you said, like you have evolved, and Jeezy has kind of like Gucci has kind of just been stagnant within his mm. like little. He's right, cool he's with cool his with bubble, that. Right. right? He's cool with his little bubble. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, 
that's the thing. Like you can't you can't discount that either. Like in Atlanta, in the South, like Gucci is it. Like mm. and he's influenced a whole generation mm. of talent. You know what I mean? And he brought up a lot of the cats who's on now. You know what I mean? So like you can't you can't. Um, like negate his impact on the right, culture, right? You know, what I mean? but like, yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. I just wanted to also um, just take a moment, man, because like I said, we've been we've been on a slight hiatus, but just um, just to say, rest in peace to all those dudes, man. I mean, um, you know, Pop Smoke, King Vaughn, um, Mo Three, Big Buddha, D Dave, a rapper out of Baltimore, got. Um, killed this this year as well so just wanted to say rest in peace to all those dudes man we we lost way too many young people um in hip-hop well just young people in general but um definitely a, a lot of talented dudes um getting taken out too soon so um you know it's, it's something that you know hopefully this will show um you know folks it's a, it's a different way for us right and i think the thing about it is is that we're losing these dudes off of senseless stuff dog like it's nothing for you know i mean nobody deserves to lose their life period but i mean i don't know what happened especially with the king von thing i saw the video mm-hmm. like outside of the club like i don't you he lost his life over what some some foolishness probably and well I mean, according to the story is he ran up on dude and had and like was bringing the aggression like apparently they had like some long-standing beef or whatever so vaughn kind of came to them with it and they responded and it's like they was ready and his side wasn't type of deal so that's kind of how that went down according allegedly i don't really know you know what i'm saying but i'm just saying from from what i hear and what i see senseless man the crazy thing is it's like it's super senseless because that from what i understand it was residual beef like the initial beef wasn't even between vaughn and you know quando ronda what i don't even really know niggas like that but um the initial beef i guess was between king vaughn and nba young boy and it stemmed over like some track that somebody did with somebody's girl you know what i mean like like little dumb shit that fucking snowballs into somebody getting you know getting their hands put on them getting hands put on and then they man come in and popping the nigga and this nigga now loses his life. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. And that's exactly what I was talking about. Like that's the shit that as a fucking 30 plus year old, you know, 35, 40 year old person, like mm. you're probably going to respond differently to that shit. Right. And don't get me wrong. There's some niggas that are still stuck in like the dumb shit mm. that's going fucking fight, you know, start shooting niggas over some chick that they don't even really they not married to right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. but like for the most part you gonna th- you gonna you gonna think differently you just gonna you just you you should if you fucking learned anything in life you just gonna be moving different right you know? nah you, you're right um I mean last point on it man like you know Swift, I don't know what kind of what the deal is with Apple you know I don't know the details of that but it seemed like it kind of felt from listening to Timberland and Swiss it kind of felt like Apple was giving them like a, a a short-term deal to kind of see where this is going, see mm-hmm. how many views you are actually getting. And then maybe, you know, we can come back to the negotiation table, but mm-hmm. I just want to say shout out to everybody because again, versus is showing us that the power of, of black culture, dude, like black, black culture is, I know we talked about the power of the black dollar on one of our shows before, but black culture in itself is a moneymaker. People yeah. tune in. People want to be it. People want to taste it, see it, you know, experience it, man. Black culture is so big that even 
with Timberland and the Swiss putting this whole thing on, they still got impressed by the whole thing. They were still like shocked by the numbers. And I just want to say, like, that's dope. Like, for you to have confidence in your product, but then to be shocked by your product, it's 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 amazing. So, you know, shout out to all those dudes, man, who's involved and and hopefully, you know, they can come up with some some new music and we can look forward to some Icy, some Icy number two, you know, uh, Jeezy and Gucci. Like, I just I just think that the it's dope music, dog. It's dope music, man. So, you know, if they can come together and make dope music, that's be- that's that's good for everybody. So, so shout out to all those guys, man. Y'all really, really did the damn thing this last week. So, appreciate y'all. Absolutely. But I know Bud got sticking with the music thing. So, hold on. Wait, let's backtrack. Because you said that, like, do you think this... Would bring the year of like hopefully making like ending ending beefs. Yeah, I mean hopefully. I mean I think like guess I think what Jeezy was saying. It's twenty years and we still on the same bullshit. Like we not the same. Gucci's married now. This nigga is like he's not a single nigga no more. He's married. So yeah. you completely different from what you was back then. But then watch watching that shit and then I don't know if anyone saw the the, the Fresh Prince reunion. But you see Will Smith and Aunt Viv. The original Aunt the, Viv. Yeah, the original who stole the show, Aunt Viv. Because if you ask me, Aunt Viv number two is, is she's not memorable at all. Like, I don't know if you guys can name I mean, one. She's an actress. Don't, you guys, don't shoot her down because she's an actress. Give her respect I mean, her right. No, nah, nah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying she's bad at her craft. You're great at your craft. Obviously, you got a job. And a pretty damn good job. I see where you're going. She didn't have any right, but she wasn't. She wasn't Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv was like, if you say, if you put somebody on the spot and say, "Can you give me an Aunt Viv?" The original Aunt Viv moment. Somebody's going to give you a moment. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. You can't. You you can't get right. Right. You You can't can't get that that moment with with Aunt Viv number two because she was just there. Right. She was wasn't. She wasn't like an integral part of the show. She was just there to replace the first Aunt Viv, but she didn't have no memorable moments on her on her well three seasons that she was on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's kind of real because I'm thinking in the moment just right now, just you even asking that question like come up with some Aunt Viv moment. I'm like I got two right, right. Off the like right. when she was when she was singing that fucking Tina Turner in the in the, in in the, the mall booth at the mall <laughs> and losing her shit, and then when she fucking took the dance class and she, she said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, so, so, and I was thinking the dance and the time when she became the professor um, for Will and and oh, yeah, at like, school. I'm not mom. It, I <laughs> listen, it is it's just it's dope. Like I'm telling you, she had memorable moments, like right. legit memorable moments, dog. And it's almost as if, like, you know, what she was saying, I don't, and I don't want to give everything away, but what she was saying is basically what happened with the show and with Will and everything like that. It basically stopped her career, yeah. like right then and there, it was done. And 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 the worst part about it that that kind of got me the most is that she was saying that the black community basically just disowned, like they didn't even want nothing to do with her no more. Because mm-hmm. they thought she was the reason that they were having all the problems on the show, and that's why the show got you know got rid of her, all that stuff. But it's it's just crazy to me to know that you know this thing went on for almost thirty years, 
30 yeah. years, dog. So, yeah, I mean, 2020, if anything, if you got beef with somebody in that shit, dog. It's- so, that's what I'm saying. So, Monique has now, I don't know if y'all know, but she's extended that saying Tyler Perry need to apologize for, for you know, damaging her, like, and so like she's asking for her apology. She was like, "If Will and, and Janet can do it, like, right. what's what's good, Tyler?" So I'm like, "Is this gonna expose other people's like, you know, longstanding beefs? Is this to to finish off 2020 by like burying the hatchet?" I, I, so Monique's a little back. Oh, go ahead, bud. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I honestly, like, listen, if if you actually listen to like the interviews that Monique was given around the time that like all that was really popping. Like I, I, I have no reason to not believe her. Like the way that she talks about how they move and all that is real, real plausible. And nobody's come out to ever say nothing different. Like right. nobody ever came out. Oh, she's a liar. I never said X. You know what I mean? Right. They just don't address it at all. You know what I'm saying? Or they'd be like, well, our sister's lost right now. You know, we're going to give her some time in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And she's going, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, people just won't address that. Joint. I, so think, like- I think Tyler and, and Oprah addressed it, but they didn't admit to it. Like they just kind of like talked That's- around the issue. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, be like, oh, you know, that's that's our sister. We love her, but you know, right now, uh, she's finding her way in the, you know, it, you know whatever people want to say when they want to, you know, smooth it over and not own up to what they did. Backhanded compliments, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, like, I, you know, I'm down for whatever Monique talking about for real because I feel like she just kept it funky. Like she was like, you know, they didn't pay me what they were supposed to pay me. I took less. And like they wanted me to do all this extra press and I wanted to be with my family and they wasn't paying me for it. So, you know, because of that, now it was like I'm difficult, this, that, and the third. And it's like, yo, I, I don't know. For me, it even though you know, like we're a capitalist society, at the end of the day, everybody really out for themselves, it's still um disheartening to see like your folks that have elevated in entertainment that you expect like black people to be looking out for each other because you know it's only but so many of you that have made it that far right you know so you expect that you know they're really going to be looking out for each other and for them not to be you know what i'm saying it's just it's just whack to me i don't mm-hmm. know what's the dude that produced uh empire lee daniels lee yeah. daniels yeah, so yeah. Lee Daniels like he is one of those people too. Yeah, he got his like his he got his start basically from Dame Dash. Like Dame Dash gave him yeah, I don't like, even know how much it was, but I know I seen a video of Dame Dash like running up on dude and saying like nigga, you need to pay me my money. Like Yeah, like he fucked up his investment. Yeah, like it's, it's so you know, like you said, but like, you know, for her to be talking the way she's talking about them, it's yeah. not far fetched or not out of the realm to believe like that they really didn't do that shit, and you know it's it's it sucks, but you know that I guess that's the, you would know more than us. us. I mean, Jay, I, I don't know if that's the the inner workings of, of the music or the um the the movie industry, but man, listen. Well, I'll, I'll say this because what I'm not going to do. Oh wait, wait, wait. Is, uh, is, is oh, fuck my opportunities up. <laughs> Uh, but because see, me and Monique in very different financial situations, she can talk her shit and still land on exactly. on a, a bed of bread. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, that being said, uh, and it was what's funny is even in me saying that, like I'm joking, but 
there is a certain element that uh, to the fact that there's a game that that is played. You know what I'm saying? That's a part of the game. Like if you're not the shot caller, you got to understand that you're going to have to answer to somebody for the shit that you say and do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying who's wrong or who's right, but you know, there are certain things that you can do to help yourself and there's certain decisions that you can make that, you know, might jeopardize you know, the, 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 the steadiness of your paycheck or whatever. Messing and those are certain bag. risks that you got to weigh for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Monique obviously got to the point where she didn't give a fuck no more. And she just wanted to speak her truth. And if that's what she wanted to do more power to, I mean, sometimes you got to be aware that you're potentially shooting yourself in the foot by pulling that hammer out but you know what i mean she you know she, she spoke her truth mm-hmm. and you know and you know what's wild too she's an oscar winning actress mm-hmm. and still jobless can't really really can't get no real jobs mm-hmm. like you can't name another oscar winning actress who can't get work mm-hmm. that's wild mm-hmm. So I think the the issue, like, I I didn't disagree with, like, her not speaking her truth. I think where she went wrong and what Jay was saying, she's messing up her own bag, was she threw everybody else in her her mess. Like, she threw people that had nothing to do with her issue and beef with Tyler. Like, you bringing up Kevin Hart and bringing up Dave Chappelle, you know, numbers on Netflix and why they didn't pay you. Like, don't do that. Like... You know, advocate for yourself without bringing other people into your into your drama, and I think that's where the the black community kind of lost respect for her. Like, okay, you you saying whatever, but you also bringing niggas that had nothing to do with your situation. Uh. So, like, I get you're trying to use them as an example, but the way she did it, it was messy. Uh. And so, I feel like you know, we're as much as we like ride for our people. We also will, like, once we, like, disown you, it's a wrap. And I think she, again, she shot herself in the foot and messed up her bag. And then she started going, well, I don't care. I needed to speak my truth. But you hurt because you on all these, you know, news shows and platforms talking about how hurt you were and stuff like that because you know it did mess up your bag. And now you you can't do your craft. You know, Cassie, I got to say in response to that, too, like, because you brought up something that's real important that kind of fucks with me a little bit is that, how quick we are to turn our backs on those that who those people that we revered so highly for mad long. Like Monique is an icon. Right. You know what I'm saying? She is an icon in this culture. You know what I mean? And, and to, like she was on top of everything. You know what I'm saying? And like to see the just the the not even that she's disrespected, but the lack of respect right. that she's that she's getting. You know what I mean? I don't feel she's not getting respected the way she should you know, based off of the previous accomplishments and, and, you know, um, exhibitions of talent, you know, for lack of a better word, that, that we've seen from, like, from stand-up to TV shows to being an Oscar winner, like, right. that woman deserves respect and she deserved to be able to work. So it's just, it's crazy for me to see, like, as a culture, how quick we are without even knowing the whole story. Right. That, you know what I mean, to turn our backs on people and shit because we don't know. We don't, she could be telling 1,000% truth, but because there's a certain media engine behind everybody else we gonna rock with whatever fucking narrative gets promoted to us exactly so it's it's terrible i hate that shit i hate that cancel culture shit man yeah that shit sucks man one thing i just thought of that i want to uh ask you guys before we move on right as i was watching the the reunion with cassie i was i was we was talking and we was saying to each other that other than will no one else from the show i guess elevated right obtained superstardom 
So Janet, you know, Aunt Viv, she told Will they all knew Will was going to be this huge superstar. From the moment they met him, they knew it. But I was, I was thinking to myself, and, you know, I had put it in the air because, you know, when I put shit in the air, I, I feel, you know, just intelligent. I don't know why I do, but I feel intelligent, right? I start thinking about shit, and I'm like, yo, you know what? I never thought about this before. I should be a scholar. But anyway, I want to ask you guys, okay, could professor. it could it, yeah, could it, yeah, be that they didn't obtain that elevation in their career because the Fresh Prince was their greatest piece of work? And if they felt that it was their greatest piece of work, and obviously they got paid off of the shit, because I mean it was it's a it was a Still I don't know paid. right it was it was one of the, it's one of the the greatest shows of all time. So if you if you know that, and you know that you're going to always be remembered for Carlton, you're always going to be remembered for Ashley, and 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 so on and so forth. So that's your greatest piece of work. Is there something in you that I guess won't allow you to try to elevate more or do more? Because you've already obtained, I guess. So you're the saying like they plateaued, like they hit their plateau, right, and that like, was it. Like, right, like we didn't see anything else from Hillary and no one else on the show. You other seen than them then little things here and there, but nothing to the level of what Fresh Prince was. So if if you're or like, right, I guess so, Jay, if you're an actor on the Fresh Prince and you know that this show is an icon, and you know that. You know, yeah, you're not Will Smith because he's just, you know, he's one in the generational talent. So, but it, do you feel content knowing, nigga, I put out great work and that that's going to last forever? Regardless if I do something else or get as big as I was on this show, that's going to, that's my legacy. I mean, I think that there's, I'll say this, any actor would be, privileged to have been a part of a show with a legacy like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know what I'm saying? So there's nobody that would turn that down being a part of their professional history. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I also don't know any actor that is content doing one thing and then having that define their entire career. Mm -hmm. You know, when especially when that's something that started like 30 years ago, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta think, Ashley, Tatiana Ali, she was what like 12 when that show started or something like probably younger than that and so now fast forward to her as a grown woman how many things have we seen her in uh, you know as a professional actor i'm sure she's had plenty of like different and i can't speak for these people you know what i'm saying because at the same time she might have been content just doing that show because i know she went to harvard she, she had a little music. singing career for she had, a little yeah, bit she had music oh. come out but we just it wasn't broadcast like mainstream yeah I, I think the biggest thing though is not so much the actors choices and what they want to do it's it's really hard when you're a part of a successful tv show to transition into to transition that into like either another television series or another movie mm. or, or like movie success because we've identified that actor so long as that one particular mm. character so now in our head that's all we see right. like you think about like seinfeld and shit like that too like we don't really see too many of those actors doing shit like Julia Louis Dreyfus, like she's definitely doing her shit. But Jason Alexander, dude who played George, dude who played Kramer, like those are very iconic characters that we don't see those characters as anything else. So we don't really see them working. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that had a big part to do with it because and also there's only one Will Smith. So everybody ain't gonna be with who the fuck he is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I think I think um music is like the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like so like I think it's it's really hard 
for folks to make that transition. Like just to piggyback on what you were saying, like if you look at like for me, like I look at like hip hop. So like look at somebody like Nas. Like he came out with Illmatic, and since then everybody has wanted him to make another Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, yes, I understand that was probably the greatest hip hop album ever, but dog, I'm not going to make another one. Like I wanted, <laughs> like just, just for the sake of doing something different, I'm going to do something different. You know what I'm saying? So new albums like, are shit though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it was the joint. It was the joint. It was, you know, I mean, it's, the, but it's the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really I think it's really more so about the public changing their perception more so than the artist because the artist is always going to want to work artists is always going to want to try something new they're going to try to you know keep getting better but you know if the public doesn't receive them in the same way you know what I'm saying and I guess on the like acting side I mean it's about you know what casting directors and directors are seeing like you know like ah the public don't really want that so you know they kind of push that. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's kind of where you left. I don't know. I want to piggyback off of what Jay and Bud said because I said this to P. I'm like, I don't think it was like that they just want that. If you notice, all the black TV sitcoms only had like short runs. Five, six years, you know, but then you got the Friends, the Frasers, the Chick, like Seinfeld. Those go on for like 10, 15, 20 plus years. And like those people get to spend their entire career on that show and like monopolizing that. And so people recognize them off of being that on that show. But then you have like the Fresh Prince was only six years. So it's yeah. like that and such a, a, a important show like that for the black culture and for people who experience because they brought in like real life black experiences that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> happened and like, you, you watch these shows and you're like, okay, why didn't this last? Why didn't Living Single last? Why didn't Martin last? Like, and you start to go through the Rolodex of all these black shows, Girlfriends. Girlfriends is the version of, like, you know, Sex in the City. Why did that go on for forever and a day? And, like, you know, you start, I mean, I think they're doing a reboot, but. You, you think of, yeah. I remember reading about it. Um, but, like. With the original cast? With the original cast. Okay. Oh, uh, oh. Original cast. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that show. With Tracy Ellis Ross? I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, gosh. Okay. You got Damn, bro. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it, dog. Not even a show? I don't think I've ever seen a show. It always just amazes me, though, when the credits start rolling at the end and they show the producer and it's Kelsey fucking Grammer. Right. Like, the same person that did Melrose Place. His freaking, like, um, what else did he do? He did 90210? He did everything. No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, oh, Aaron no. Spaulding. Yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey so Grammer's dude who yeah. he started on Cheers yep, as an actor. Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, he had his own show for a while. Yeah. But he's he's yeah. done a lot of shit, though. Like he's produced a lot of a lot of stuff. So I think he produced um it was a show on VH one. I wanna say uh basketball wives. I wanna say he, he produced that too. Could be. Mm-mm. Basketball wives, I think is that that Haitian lady. All I all I know, I remember reading, I was thinking because I saw it, I was like, Ratchet TV is produced by a white man. I think it's produced by a black lady. Hey, I think they they like, will get any piece of our culture <laughs> that they can get their hands on. Bro. Seriously, Spe- speaking of our culture and 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 music and and all the the good things in between. That's but take it away. The the Grammy nominations came out. 
Yeah. And 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 Bud being being our expertise or our expert <laughs> in all things in all things music, along with with with, with uh with Jay. Jay, listen, these oh, got- that's another subject. I'm a, these dudes are supremely talented. So when they right. talk about music, when they talk about acting, y'all motherfuckers listen. Right. <laughs> all right. So so Bud, with that being said, yeah. what what's um, your feelings on the Grammy nominations this year? I so I got a couple, right? Like just kind of like jumping off the conversation we were having earlier just about um, black culture and how it kind of moves the needle and, you know, we set the pace and, you know, everybody kind of wants to, you know, attach themselves to black culture um, in America well, and around the world too. Um, it's funny because so Grammy nominations come out. You know, there's a lot of snubs and stuff like that every year. But, you know, what I look at first is, all right, album of the year. Who's nominated, right? So I see is Janae Aiko, Black Pumas, Coldplay, Jacob Collier, Hayne, Dua Lipa, Post Malone, and Taylor Swift. Now, I could Google Black Pumas, but I'm pretty sure that's a white group. Uh, um, just to just to be, let me see. Hold on, cross my. I got you. <laughs> now, I know. So it's a as a as a as a duo, one black dude, one white dude. Mm-hmm. So literally, the one black dude in Black Pumas is the only black person who's nominated for Album of the Year. Wait, Janae, Janae Aiko, she's mixed. Oh, she got black in her? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's black and um, some, I'm not sure what, what type of Asian, but... Okay, all right. No, I thought she was full Asian. My bad. All right, so Janae, my, 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 uh, Mayor Cooper, all right? <laughs> all right, so two, right? But regardless, I've never, like... I can't say that any of these albums I've... Literally, except for probably three of them. I say Janae's album, Post Malone's album, and Taylor Swift's album are the only albums I've actually heard about before these announcements. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I've, I mean, sorry to say I haven't listened to any of them, but um, it's just remarkable to me that the Grammys are still, I mean, and of course, you know, every year we say, yo, after Grammys, you know, we're going to make our own stuff, you know, more, uh, you know, representative of the culture and we're going to buy into our own, the BT awards and the soul train awards and all that, but we never do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to see it, you know, us take those awards more seriously and give them more, um, critical weight, but we don't. So, you know what I mean? Until we all do, you know what I mean? It's not going to be there. You know, it's the same thing when it comes to the Oscars and the Emmys um, and the Tonys, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they have been the standard bearer for so long, that's what everybody looks to. And so, you know what I mean? It's to me, it's disingenuous to say that, you know, if you're an artist, you're not shooting for that type of recognition, you know what I'm saying? So just, just to be real about it. So, I don't know what what do y'all think about just like the lack of black representation in general in like the big um the biggest category to me which is album of the year or like just the fact also there's no hip hop like if you want to call Janae hip hop I mean you know hip hop soul 
you know, whatever, but there's no just like outright hip hop as album of the year. I mean, or if you want to say Post Malone, but you know, that's Is he hip hop anymore? I don't I don't know. I His don't know. whole album is like I mean he's he I saw he's dude carrying singing and car, rapping, and so he's you know. I saw dude he's more pop. I'm saying I saw dude carrying guitar saying, yo, don't call me no rapper. I hate hip hop. So now nah, you're not hip hop to me. That's a bold statement. I, I saw him that. in concert and he raps and he um he sings. I think he started off as a singer and kinda got the rapping bug mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, crafted it and you know, it went well over like the black crowd. Right. And then he monopolized on it and then like he's now going back to like his he's like, you know, he's a pop artist. Like he sings and you may get a couple of bars here and there from him, but I think right. he's I don't think he's like you can't say 100% hip hop maybe. Right. Right, yeah, not. Nah. I mean, I mean it is what it is, man. The Oscars, the Grammys, they're all the same to me. Every year, you know, it's the same thing, man. You 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 know about certain movies, you know about certain albums, you know about certain artists, you know, that come out every year and you're thinking, oh, if you do buy that album and you think it's good and you're hearing things about the albums is is off the charts and you're thinking like, yeah, that's going to be up there for album of the year. And then they come with some some bullshit. Same <laughs> with the Oscars. You know, you 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 go to the movies, you watch the movie, you see Black Panther and you're like, nigga, that's up for that should be. Mm movie of the year and then they give it to some shit called the letter or some shit that you no one has ever heard of <laughs> was not in any theater or anything like that but that's who they give it to so it's kind of like the same you know I, I think that you know every year it's always going to be something or some artist especially in hip-hop that's going to get snubbed and that's just you know maybe we, we do boycott and maybe we do start our own but like you said but until we do it this is the yeah. norm yeah See, my, my thing is, like, I ain't never surprised by that shit because I feel like it's just like walking into a courtroom as a defendant and you look at the jury and you see 12 white people from the suburbs or some shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're not being judged by a jury of your peers. Uh-huh. So it, I'm not I'm not surprised when they get the verdict wrong. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? When they, when they, like, basically, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. who's, who's on the Academy for the Grammys? Who's on the Academy for the Oscars? That's why there was, like, this big movement, whatever, two, three years ago, you know, went to... to Make the Oscars better represent, better, better represent, better represented, um, you know, in terms of the, the in terms of the diversity and shit like that. And so they had to wind up putting more diversity on the actual board, which is I'm not sure what the Grammy board looks like, but I'm pretty sure I know. You know what I'm saying? Based off of the nominations that you consistently get for, you know, thing the the general categories that are the most revered, when we all know. Hip hop is the is the the biggest genre of music right now. Mm-hmm. So why is there not more hip hop in album of the year or record of the year and shit like that? And another thing too, like with the Grammy nominating system, it's confusing as fuck to me because I'm like, okay, Janae Aiko, she's nominated for album of the year, cool. She's not nominated for R and B album of the year though. Mm-hmm. So how the how the fuck with like you know what I'm saying like where does how does this shit make sense? Right. Where does this shit make sense? Right. And just to answer your question, Bud, she's Dominican and Japanese. And on her mom's side, and her father is Native American, African American, but there's German and some Jewish lineage in, through her father. Oh, so she's she like, so she a whole she got Dominican in it yeah, too, so huh? She's like a whole pure. Yeah, she oh. got that Dominican in her. Oh, I see what I see. What keeping Big Sean there? I, 
I don't know, man. I just uh, I I want to I want to say like you know things are fair and things you know they that they these people who are on those boards like you said, Jay, they are the I guess the astute of the astute. Like the they have a a, a great ear for music. Whatever the case, whatever description you want to give them, I want to say that that is what it is. But it's kind of hard, like to. To think, to feel that way, especially. Have you guys ever listened to a Taylor Swift album? And I was just about to say. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to Never. Taylor Swift. I mean, I, I listen. I, I'm definitely. You're there for a reason, but I've never personally listened to a Taylor Swift album, ever. Nope. I have no interest in it. Ever. Yeah, it's, it's it's not. It's probably not ever gonna happen. Uh, I will say I respect her artistry because she Absolutely. come out. She come out with hits. You know what I'm saying? There's even might have been a song or two that like will get stuck in my head. I'll be like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? But uh, the fact, like, I just, I, it, 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 the, the fact that she can get nominated every time she puts out an album for like every fucking category. I look. And once again, none of us have actually listened to our albums, so we are all speaking from a very there's an ignorance in in these perspectives. We got to acknowledge that shit. Right. That being said, nigga, like, come on, yo, I mean, like, I don't think be, Beyonce, she's not even always nominated for album of the year, is she? No, I don't think so. And That's she, what I'm saying. So it's like, come on, come on, come like, on. Come and on. Beyonce album, is like you good all the time. I yeah, like, like Beyonce is like the standard, right? Right for, for, for like. Like that's for like, women artists right yeah, now, yeah, like like that's who you're striving to be. So you're basically saying that Taylor Swift is whooping her ass every year. I can see why Kanye came out. Yeah, like I was just, I was just about to say that. Like Kanye had the balls for all of us <laughs> to go up there and say, "Listen, this is some bullshit." All right, like. Hard. Sent into madness, right? Here. Right, <laughs> and I think he said the same thing to her too. Like, no disrespect, but Beyonce had the best motherfucking album of the year. Like, I mean, he had the balls to say, "I, I like I said." I don't know man, if he'll say that now. I, like, I only, I only say that because I was watching the AMA Music Awards, and she, I think she took home album of the year on that. So, mm-hmm. but and, and I was thinking to myself as I'm watching, I'm like, dog, I've never heard a Taylor Swift album. Like, I've never. Purchased one. I've never like sampled nothing. I don't think is it, it's I've not for you. It's it's yeah. it's for white America. You're not the target. It's, True. It's for the little teeny, te- not even teeny boppers, but it's for like the fucking teenage to the mid twenty year old white girls, right. and they pretty much run the fucking music industry in terms of the demographic. Like they all gravitate towards hip hop and shit. Like so, do those little white boys in the suburbs, which is why it's such a dominant culture. Because like we've always loved hip hop, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it didn't get big until it got big with them. Mm-hmm. And she she is like the quintessential representation of what makes them comfortable in terms of what I understand, you know what I mean? In my, in my experience and observations in terms of like musically and also her image, she represents comfort, you know what I mean? And, and talent. Don't, once again, I, I'm not taking none of her talent away, but like, she's that girl next door that plays the guitar and, and shit like that. And the fact that, She's America's white picket fence fantasy exactly. type of thing. Exactly. And it just it boggles my mind a little bit because I'm like, yeah, as talented as she is, she started with a certain genre, you know what I'm saying? And then she moved and she made a conscious decision to move into pop, which is cool. But you're going to tell me like right off the rip, 
that pop album was the best album of the year. Ever. Like everything she, I, I just, I, 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 there's a lot of people getting snubbed and shit for me to feel like, okay, it's always her. Mm. It's always, you know, oh, so yeah. I, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like, I, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, disrespect her talent or whatever, but as, you know, somebody who's, you know, played that underground role in like, you know, producing, you know, good quality music and, you know, probably having it looked over, like, I know that there's a lot of talent that has been looked over on every level of the music industry. You know what I'm saying? So you can start out with, you know, your local cover band that's playing for free, you know what I mean, at happy hours, you know, to the band that's stuck on a label and can't get their project out because the record label don't believe in them. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, you know what I mean? There's talent at every level of the music industry. So yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. But my, my whole thing is just like, if you know that there is one dominant culture in the music, you know, in music period, you know what I'm saying? There's no way that you can not, that you can consistently now, cause now like the numbers have caught up since 2018. Like obviously hip hop was dominating the scene for much longer than that. But you know, now they're technically saying that hip hop is the most streamed music, the most listened to music, whatever genre. So how is it possible that there's no real representation from hip hop in really any of the big categories? Like, so let's 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 go to you have that was album of the year. And to Jay's and to Jay's point, it's not surprising. It just it, it just still makes me mad. You know what I'm saying? Like what you expect every year, and I'm I'm still mad about it. Like um, for record of the year, you got Beyonce, Black Parade, Black Pumas, Colors. Uh, you got one representation, which is the baby uh, featuring Roddy Rich, Rockstar, um, Doja Cat. Uh, Billie Eilish, Dua Lipa, Post Malone, um, and then you got Megan, Megan and uh, Beyonce. So this is for song of the year, for record of the year. So, it's, which I never understood what the difference between record and the song of the year. I mean, <laughs> that's. I think. Well, I, I want to say I'm right there with you, Jay. <laughs> it's just another way to just get somebody an extra award. I feel. Right, right. Well, I think one of the two includes the writers, and, and oh yeah, you you one right, you the writers and one doesn't. I can't remember which one. Yeah, yeah I, I think should. I think song of the year might so, be the. So yeah, why not just make it writer of the year? No, songwriter, I, songwriter of the year. Yeah, I mean. Because it's about a specific I, I don't know who the fuck knows man <laughs> same, same way they just introduced a new category For my best melodic rapper Like nigga like, I, I, I don't know bro Like If it's rap, if we gonna call it rap let it be rap And if it can hang it can fucking hang But like right, we just right. we, we, give, we giving our participation prizes now Like what the fuck Nah you know what though I'm actually not mad about that one Because if you look now At like all right, so best rap album they have D Smoke, uh, who's do who won Netflix show uh, for Black Habits. You got Gibbs and the Alchemist, uh, Alfredo, J Electronica, Jay Z, uh, Rent Testimony, Nas, King's Disease, and Royce the Five Nine, the Allegory. So this to me is the the best rap album like top to bottom list that I've seen in years. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. 
you missing Roddy Rich. Hello. You, I mean, you missing baby. You know what I'm saying? Like you miss it. So like to me, it's like if you not if you not including those dudes in that type of category, I don't feel bad for them not you know having another category for them where they can win because you know and most of the time it's the reverse. It's those type of dudes who are dominating all the big rap categories, and then you have you know what I'm saying the quote unquote traditionalists who can't get a win. Like Nas literally does not have an album. Or any Grammy in 30 years, you know Which what I'm saying? Crazy to me. He probably has the best rap album of all time. Right. So it's kind of a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, you you might have a point, bro, because I'm sitting here thinking about all the different rock categories that right. get nominated. Like, you got best alt rock, best pop rock, you know what I'm saying? Best group rock, whatever. So you know what? You know what? Fuck it. Let us give us some more roses. Fuck. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? You know? And it's but, you know. Uh, Go ahead, Jay. My phone. No, no, go ahead, because I'm. I was about to transition. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Not to, you know, I don't want our fans to to think like, you know, especially me. I'm the most ignorant on the show, and I, I I'll admit that. So, <laughs> Professor I, ignorant, right? I don't, I don't want you know all the listeners to think like all I think about and, and and talk about and do in my life is all black all the time, because I watch the AMA, and I'm a Justin Bieber fan. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'll 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 wholeheartedly say this on this show right here right now. I love Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, and this is when shit got real. Listen, I'm I'm, I'm a, like, what's crazy is is as I'm watching the show, as I'm listening to the music. First off, that the the song "Lonely" is the one of the deepest, saddest songs I've ever heard. Like, it's just it's just a sad song. But I can see what Usher saw in this dude. Like, he's a white boy, but he got a little bit of flair in him. He can sing. He can dance. I can see it. I never saw it before. Before, I was, I, I would always ask myself that, like, what the fuck did this nigga see in him? That's what I would ask myself. But oh, as, really? as I'm watching it, I'm like, I see it. Like, this dude is talent. Like, there's, there's no denying his talent. Yeah. And I'm t- I don't know if he wrote the songs. But they're dope. That's that's interesting, Pete, because I'm kind of the opposite, bro. I always, I've always seen the talent. I've I've always seen the talent, but I've always been a little conflicted because um, I I feel like there is a fine line between appropriation and appreciation when we're talking about black culture mm. and you cannot talk about Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake for that matter. And without identifying those artists with black culture as a big part of their mainstream success. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, and so it, it just, it gives me the debate because I've always seen the talent. I'm like, yo, the, the little, little dude got it. Like, what can I say? Like his music don't be for me when he was 13 years old, he wasn't making baby, baby, baby for my grown ass to be listening to but you know as he's matured and shit there's actually joints that i can get with you right. know what i'm saying features, but then, he's, he's hopped on uh, some, some features that's been what pretty, you said i said he hopped on some features that were pretty damn good yo for real for like even on like chance's first album right. and shit i was like okay that's just kind of fly exactly but, but then it gets me thinking like okay because it gets goes back to that fine line of appropriation versus appreciation because how do we know whether or not our culture is being exploited, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus like 
a, a genuine influence and and yeah, and just having that appreciate because it, it's it's hard to you can't really tell you you never really know you know. Well, like, this I, is what I would say because like the, what what I look for is individuals who pay homage to their influences and to the culture where it came from and to the people who created the culture. You know what I'm saying? So like Bieber, like I, I'm kind of in peace boat, like I was flying back from our honeymoon and his, you know, movie from when he first came out, his little documentary movie was on the airplane. So me and my wife were watching it. And I was like, at the end of it, I was like, yo, I'm a fan. I like this kid. You know what I'm saying? Then he had that little, you know, time period where he was saying the N-word and, you know, he was, you know, kind of kind of out there. And I was just like, mm, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like if you're doing something because you know, listen, if I can mimic Michael to the best of my ability and I'm, you know, 70 percent there. You know, I know it'll get me hot and I know I can do whatever, but I don't really care about black people, black issues. You know what I'm saying? The culture, the history. I don't care nothing about it. I just want to use this to make me money. Mm. That's to me the line right there. You know what I'm saying? Like as much as, you know, people get on like Timberlake, I've never got that vibe from him. See that's because I'm gonna answer that question for you though. That's if 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 you are an art a white artist, mm-hmm. if you're seventy percent of Michael Jackson, nigga, stay the fuck home. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a seventy percent of Michael Jackson. You mean you better, I mean at at any level, dog, you gotta be if you're gonna say like yo, I'm trying to be Michael Jackson. You better at least be ninety five percent before Don't you step mind. out the door. Not gonna be Kobe, dog. I mean, right. I get it. I get it. Like ninety-five percent of Michael. I mean, I get it. All right, so let's go eighty-five percent. You can't be seventy percent and do Michael. Like that's that's. I mean, I don't know, bro, because you gotta remember who Michael was, dog. Like that standard is high as fuck. So, yeah. like, if if we talk, if we want to look at it like that, I'll say, like an eighty-five percent Michael, like eighty-five. 85, maybe 90, maybe. And that's be very fucking generous. See, now, like Chris Brown. Right. Justin Timberlake, for a white guy, he's like 85, that, he's that 85, 90% of black people. Mm. Of black R&B. Like, Justin, listen, Justin can sing. Yes. He Justin can dance. Yeah, okay. He got rhythm for a white guy. That's that's the eighty. That's the eighty-five, ninety percent I'm it, talking about. His wife got it back there, you right? Know what I'm right. Saying? right. So he, he right. He's living. He's <laughs> living the black experience. He's living the black experience. That's the black experience. But you know what? I was a Justin fan. I don't know how I feel now because I feel like what Jay was saying, like appreciation, appropriation, like throughout this whole like Black Lives Matter and stuff, you see artists and stuff coming out. I don't recall seeing anything from Justin. Yeah, but that's not it's not required of him to come out. I know it's not required, but for someone who played so much within our culture, Uh where was your voice? Uh So your silence is louder than you making anything. And so to me, I look at it now like when I. If his song pops up on my place, I'm be very honest. Just like R. Kelly, I skipped the shit. So do you, would you a, say a type of way. would you say that before when he was younger he was taking advantage of the black culture? 
because I mean, he knew Usher and that was his way monopolized in. Monopolized on black culture, right? So now is he stepping out of that? Yes, I'm still. I I still have these 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 qualities about me that mm, could remind you of like urban tendencies. Yeah, like I mean, like I he was wearing baggy jeans, all that shit. So it's like, yeah, he's still doing it a little bit, but now is he realizing like I just need to be who I am? I mean, in my opinion, he's evolved to something. I don't. I when was the last time you seen anything from Justin? Like, I don't know, but this I, shit I can't was dope, remember though. any. Anytime, not even in like fi- like most artists, you know, transition into film. I ain't seen nothing. It's almost like he just kind of just faded off and well, started he, doing he, like whatever. He dropped, a, he dropped the album last year. He dropped uh, the, he? the Man of the Woods album. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're How was, was that? It? Last it, it was dope. It was just a different. It was a, it different, was a different vibe, vibe. because yeah. um, Cassie's point, like he's he he deviated a little bit from you know the traditional like urban pop lane that that right. that he uh, he resides in or whatever. But I also think that he kind of has that that right because he is a white dude from Memphis, Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he's gonna have different roots than we have. But he also. He, I, I, what, to to go back to you know him originally when he first became a solo artist, I like he was originally he was in a pop group. He was in one of the biggest pop groups of all time, a boy band. You know what I'm saying? So for him to go to to like urban music, urban R and B, I think that was a conscious decision to like. And I I find it hard to believe that he made that decision to because it was the easiest way to make a dollar because I think the easiest way to make some money would have been for him to stay in that same pop lane and just deal with his mm-hmm. NSYNC fans and do all that shit mm-hmm. but what he did was and he got was the dope, one of the dopest producers of all time to fucking co-sign him which you can't do if you're not really legit mm-hmm. and got Timbaland to fucking produce his whole album and got fucking classic hits off of that shit so you know I feel like that actually was genuinely who he was as a as in his artistic spirit um, so you, you know what I mean, but it's, you know I, I don't know. Uh, it, you know it, it is it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a fine line. I do feel you what you're saying though. Like if you're gonna capitalize off black culture when shit go left, you need to be a voice and speak right. up for that shit as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, see that's 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 the main thing. Like so, like I said, I I, I just said you know I never got that vibe from him. Just pulling up the old Google machine. Um, 2016, he got dragged for saying for, he got dragged uh, for saying that all we're all the same. Mm. Uh, he got he had to apologize, quote unquote, to Black Lives Matter. I don't know who that is, but What's, what was the context though? Because I mean, that could this was after um, Jesse Williams' BT award speech. You know what I mean? When he kind of got uh, jiggy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you and, can't and, say nothing after that speech, man. That speech was point that was the whole point so um and then this july um it has him he's standing with black lives matter protesters uh calling for statues to be pulled down so i mean you know i think i think there's you know a little bit of learning and see that's a that's the thing too like our in general we're so quick to you know drag somebody down instead of helping them understand and grow and learn and you know change their behavior because at the end of the day you could say yeah he should know better you know what i mean he's been stealing from our culture for his whole life da, 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 da. but at the end of the day he's a white dude and if he didn't want to be that connected to black issues he didn't have to be mm. You know what I'm saying? Even though, yes, it's his responsibility. Like, if he makes the effort to try to learn, like, you got to at least try to teach him. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, he, all in all, like I said, I'm a fan. So my question is this, because I think we were kind of like jumping into this offline when we were talking about why like some people ride for Justin and some people don't in within the culture like like in his song lonely he's talking about how like everyone was watching him and like whenever oh, so, 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 like no one seemed to be there he felt yeah, lonely yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like me and Jay were kind of like going up but I'm like why do we not like you know they discredit him or like we ride for him because again like I think it comes down to at the end of the day he was younger for black people well I would say for me. How about that? I ain't gonna, I'm not going. I'm not going to talk for everybody. Who, Justin? Yeah, Justin. Justin Bieber. Justin right. Bieber. Like from from the from jump, Eminem brought it lyrically. That's a fact. You may not like you know the whole killing his wife or whatever or the subject matter, but lyrically there was no denying that this man brought it every single time. So for us in the culture that that is ours, yeah, we respected that because it's like dog, this this like. You don't not- ne- necessarily want to admit it outwardly, but you can't help but to say in the back of your mind, like, this, this nigga really just said some shit. <laughs> and I don't think Justin Bieber did that, at least for me. For me, he was a teen pop when, when, little yeah, kid. When he first and, came out, I think he was more pop right, than, and he, like, the, who was trying to who was trying to act black. And then when he got the tattoos, it was like, oh, now this nigga has done fully converted to the black experience. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's right. so it's, it's it's just like, but I'm telling you, seeing them and watching them and listening to actually listening, I think it, that was more. It wasn't visual. It was listening to the song and listening to the lyrics. I was like, yo, that shit is fucking deep. Whoever you are, whether you're white, black, yellow, or or not, if you felt that way in your life, man, listen, that's 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 tough. It was a tough song. It was like, wow. I think he was just showing you that he's human. He's right. Not and, letting, and, and I think we talked about this on past shows, or you guys have. Like, we we all we tend to like see these celebrities on pedestals and stuff. And this maybe have been a con maybe a off topic offline, but like they're human. Like they're still people just like us. It's just we see them on TV. So we we put them higher and think that their house ain't made of glass, their shit don't stink just like ours, and they don't go through drama just like everybody else. Nah, I just I just thought it was real. It was just a real song. It takes a big man to we co- know. <laughs> to come out and 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 admit that you made like your your life may be manufactured and it's not really who you want. Like it just I was I was impressed. So and you know, not not for nothing in, in his defense a little bit, like he came out as a kid, you know what I'm saying? And like those kid the kid stars and whatever you know, artistic medium that you're brought up in, whether it's acting, whether it's music or whatever, that's a hard journey, yo. Like, we've learned that shit through every fucking child prodigy that we've ever seen. It's it's very fucking difficult to go from a kid to an adult in the public eye, you know what I mean? Because you got to think how we've all evolved since we was fucking 12, 13. You know what I'm saying? Gone through different stages and phases and styles and all that kind of shit. He just had to do that shit publicly. So, And that's what the song is about. Well, and see, and that makes sense because it's easy for us to fucking discredit that evolution. Like, oh, you just trying to be this, you just trying to be that. When he could have just been trying to figure out who the fuck he is, right, you know. Right, right. And, you know, it's easy to get lost, and especially in the social media age that we in, where everything is publicized and everything can be taken lightly, and just, everything's a fucking joke because it's just a meme at the end of the day. But it's like, you know, these are real people; and they really going through shit. So, uh-huh. I mean, you know, 
It is what it is, man. Like I said, he, he it was just a real song for me. So I, I I took my hat to him. But you know, staying with the whole music theme though, Jay got the black light this week, and I heard it's a it's a a musical person, right? Show enough, show enough. So you know, uh, take it away. Yes, sir. So this week's uh, black light will be shown upon. Uh, it's actually going to be different too because this is our first one that um, he's he's not directly related to America, but he is a black man that was a pioneer that that what he pioneered reverberates throughout America, throughout the world, really. So that only made sense to me. Um, his name is Chevalier de Saint Georges. And um, he was a black man from Paris that was actually a classical composer, a virtual virtuoso violinist, a conductor of the leading symphony orchestra in Paris, in Paris and a master fencer. Um, and like he really legitimately excelled at all of this shit in his day. So he was a fucking a jack of all trades, like on on some some real real shit. Um, and so he was born um, December twenty fifth, seventeen forty five. He was the mixed of mixed race. He was the son of a white planter and former counselor at the parliament. And um, and his mother was the this is interesting part. The mother, his mother was the slave of his father's wife. Wow. So yeah, exactly. That's not even the craziest part. So that happened. But then after having this quote unquote illegitimate child, he still claimed him. So the wife, the wife still had the slave and he wow. claimed, he claimed the kid and the wife was still around and all that shit. And it was wild. It's not only did he claim the child, but he wound up putting him in schools and all that. So like, he really was a father to this, you know, half black, half black, illegitimate child in the 18th century. So I don't know. Even though that's what you're supposed to do as a father, I got to give him props to this white man for doing the right thing back then. You know what I'm saying? My, my question is, was the wife invited back to the country club? <laughs> <laughs> like, did they revoke her shit or did they like <laughs> fade her out? Nigga lover. Yeah. Oh man, you know she held her head high still. Yeah. She was like, fuck these bitches. Okay. <laughs> you don't know my life. <laughs> you don't know my story. <laughs> so yeah, so um For all that we was know, the- that could have just been his you know. His second wife, and they just living that whole freaking life. That's, that's what I'm saying. You can't judge what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Shit. So, so, so either way, that that was their situation, and um, and the father actually had legitimate love for the for the mother of the of his sons, whatever too. So, um, um, they they were originally in Guadalupe, but then they wound up moving to uh, Paris. And once they were in Paris, at the age of seven, his father actually put him in a really good school where he excelled um, in, in academics. And then at the age of 13, his father actually enrolled him into, um, and pardon my pronunciation, but you should probably take this shit because I know you do the, the Francais. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Tessier de la Boissier. Listen, they're Haitian, okay? They're, this is a Haitian slave that Guadalupe via Haiti from, from Haiti to Guadalupe. Ooh. See, see, fluff know about it. Chevalier right. is a Haitian name. <laughs> Amen. Ça <laughs> passe, okay? Right. I'm just going to just throw that in there because that's my two cents. 
Hey, there it is. There it is. Um, so, yeah, so either way, whatever the name of that school was, <laughs> uh, that was actually a fencing school, and um, he actually excelled at that fencing school and became a champion fencer there, and he even wound up defeating a master fencer that, um, while he was still in school at the age of 17, he wound up beating a master fencer in a fencing match, and that fencer was actually mocking him for being half black and shit like that, so there was there was a whole, it was kind of like the Gucci Mane Jeezy versus, you know what I'm saying? There was some real-life stakes involved and shit. You know what I mean? But Chevalier wasn't having that racial shit. He said, oh, oh, I, I, you have besmirched my honor, sir. And I challenge you to a duel. You know what I'm saying? He smacked him with the fucking glove and it was on. You know what I'm saying? So they had to By the way, if I ever get the chance to do that in real life, Nigga, I'm going to listen, dog. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now not to get off topic, but if you do get that shit, a chance to get that shit, nigga, I swear to God, dog, I am recording that I scene. Need to be there. I am recording that scene and that is going to be on my phone forever. Yo, I'm telling I'm going to give y'all the heads up like, yo, it's about to go down. Nigga, it's about to <laughs> go down. Get that man some milk. <laughs> it's about to go down. That is, the, on some real shit, though, if you're going to smack a nigga, that is the gangsterest way to smack a nigga, dog. Ooh, oh, dog, they, I'm they, saying they pulling off a anymore? finger one at a time like, sir, <laughs> you have besmirched my honor. Swift <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on, nigga. still on the on the Sam Adams joints, dog. You know, <laughs> bowed <to> no kings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit cold. But right, let me get back. Let me get back to it. All right, get the Chevalier his dust his just dope. So yeah, like I said, he was a master fencer. So this man, he was he was well respected around. Like nobody wanted to fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? He was that guy. And in 1776, he was so nice. He was actually made an officer of the king's bodyguard. So you know, even the king knew that this is dude I need to have on my side. All right. And so once again, that's just one aspect of his life because I listed off a whole bunch of stuff. So he had that part. And then after being established as this amazing fencer, um, he wound up coming out as this virtuoso violinist. And the crazy thing about this is like nobody really knew that he knew how to play the violin. And so there's little known about his musical development prior to 1764 um, when a, when the first thing you hear is just like a composer wound up composing two string concertos for him. So like some composer just must have heard him was like, yo, dude is nice. I'm going to write you a piece, wrote him a piece. And then he wound up performing that and people actually got him like, oh, Dude is dude is nice at this. Like he he got the chops. So not only could he whoop my ass, but he could woo my woman. All right, let's 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 let's, uh, let's get this man some respect. Woo woo woo. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, and so 1769 actually seemed to be his debut to the Parisian public as a violinist. And uh, four years later, he was actually the con- he actually wanted to become the conductor of that orchestra that he debuted in. Um, so this man, he was he was just shit, like he was nothing to fuck like anything he touched. It turned to gold. Um, all right. And he was especially known not even just for his violin skills, but actually for his ability to perform. So he was like, he was a he was a showman. And to the point that like he was well known for captivating the hearts and the eyes of the women that would attend the show. You know, you know, back in the day they used to wear the stockings and they show off their calves and shit. You know what I'm saying? So he was probably there flexing that calf muscle on <laughs> while, you know, working the fingers on the violins and shit. You know what I mean? You got to watch out for them, them calf flexing niggas. You know? 
man. I'm just saying. I swear to God, uh, we all got ADD. Because can't none of us ever stay. <laughs> check out, check the calf flexes, all right? Um, flexing, and flexing. so um, he actually, you know, was kind of known as, and this is as, as through folklore over time, but he's been wound up known as the, the Black Mozart. And uh, he composed numerous string quartets over his time and numerous instrumental pieces and operas. And um, it's actually notable that um, even though he, like, because he has the name of Black Mozart, that Mozart and he actually were alive around the same time. And Mozart did travel through Paris. And their music is actually very similar. So, you know, word has it that Mozart actually was influenced by Chevalier St. George's. Um, So, you know, just like today, we set a standard and you know they might piggyback off of that shit and and take the notoriety you know what i'm saying so there's that part um and so on top of being a master fencer on top of being a, an expert virtuoso violinist and conductor uh, and composer he was also a really active uh figure in the french revolution where he served as a colonel of the first all-black regiment in europe so the, the man was really about his, like, he was really a revolutionary in a lot of different aspects of life. Um, and he wound up dying on June 22nd, 1799 of bladder disease. Um, so, you know, through all his accomplishments and there's very little known about him and there's very little that is celebrated about him. And that's something that I felt like we needed to change because he was very much a pioneer and and um, not only just pushing the culture forward in terms of racial relations, but also just as a musical talent and a classical composer. He was legitimately the first black classical composer that we have um you know, on record, and it's important that we give him his roses. You know what I mean? So, black light, let that shine on Chevalier de Saint George. Shine on, brother. Shine on, brother. Shine on. Shine on. Yeah. Yeah. His story, stories, dope. His stories. I actually got put on to him because I did a reading of a show, and um, this dude had had researched him and wrote about him, and that's, that's how I learned about it in the show. It, it, it read like a movie, like all the shit that was playing out, and it was based off of real-life events. I'm like, how the fuck don't we know about this dude? Seriously. Like, we can learn about Beethoven, like Bach, Mozart, Brahms, all these classical composers, but this 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 excellent black man gets overlooked, and you know, we're not having that no more. Of course, of Listen, course. To, to, to put this into perspective for everybody... For for him to to do all the things that he did, and you gotta remember, white people hated niggas back then. Like like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like they had affirmative action where we could say, you know what, you're gonna be our our token black guy. No, like they hated black people back then. With a even I mean, in France, right? Even, it wasn't just America, right? So it so to 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 for you to go ahead and influence people. To have people go ahead and and do things for you and and give you opportunities back then as a black person, you had to be special at what you did. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we were just talking about Justin Bieber being seventy seventy percent whatever. This dude is is, is topping the charts. He had to be above a hundred. Like he, like this dude had to be so good at all the things that he did for white people to give him an opportunity. That's right there saying something. Like that just shows you how great our black light people be. Especially it's not this. Surprising that like France didn't like him. Because like you gotta remember back in those days, these European countries, you know, colonized these 
other countries. So when you say, um, what was it, Guadeloupe? Like, mm. that was probably like a British or a French territory that, like, you know. So, yeah. So, like, I can see that. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. <laughs> so he literally participated in one of the whitest sports I've ever, I've ever, ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> Fencing is one of the whitest sports ever. Okay. He excelled at that. Mm-hmm. Excelled at everything else. Created and the pimp slap, nigga. Apparently. Like this dude is <laughs> absolutely. Like, sounds like he, he is absolutely the, special. This essential pimp slap. That's the premiere of the pimp slap. <laughs> right. Who we overlooking? He's the creator of the pimp slap. Right. Man, listen, right. dog. <laughs> that shit is still being used to this day, nigga. Yo, you gotta put that on the IG Yo, page. I yes. Got you. yes. <laughs> the pimp slap the is so creator of the pimp slap. The the, the crazy oh. thing about this is is that it is so gangster. I'm not gonna touch you with my skin. Right. But I'm I'm gonna take this glove off and you're gonna feel my wrath, believe me. That shit is gangster, dog. <laughs> That's the thing too, cause as you taking it off, your opponent, like the dude who you're facing, he probably he probably think you getting ready to like snuff him or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So he he watching your hands. Yeah. He not watching the glove. You know what I'm dog, that shit is so demoralizing, dog. Like, did this nigga just slap me? Like, if you glove? get smacked by by a nigga with with some gloves on, you might as well go sit down in the house, nigga. Don't tell nobody about that shit. Cause I'd much rather I'd much rather say. Yo, he, he just straight whooped my ass. I much rather say that, but it's so embarrassing. He to blindsided go, me. Yeah, like, nigga. Like if I gonna come back to y'all niggas and be like, yo, this dude really smacked me with a glove. I expect both y'all, all three of y'all. I expect all three of y'all to just look at me and shake your head, nigga. Like I'm just gonna yeah. be like, whenever you come at me sideways, I'm like, you want me to get the glove, nigga? That is so disrespectful, dog. Tell the kids, hey yo, <laughs> hold on. What do you say, bud? I was saying that's why after that, yo, they had a duel. Like somebody had to die. Somebody got to go. Somebody got to go. Because that's the thing. How how you gonna go back to your people? Like yo, we got to ride on this nigga right now, fam. Right now, my nigga. Like oh, word. Let's get the thing. What's up? What's up? What happened, b? Yo, yo. No nigga. This nigga smacked the shit out of me with his glove, b. We about to ride on a nigga that smacked you with a glove, my nigga. Like, <laughs> the nigga who shot Ricky would be like, uh, nigga. I don't know, he puts the nigga who shot Ricky to shame. I don't know if we nigga. can do this one. Bro. Ice Cube ain't got shit on this nigga. I tell you that right now. Smacking somebody with a glove in in, in at a, at an official match. He might have been. On this ain't phone. no like outside the bar. On your way home, nah. This is an official fencing match. I'm gonna start slapping you with a glove. And this nigga smack in public, <laughs> okay. in front of the women. Who's he about to? He's about to go play the violin. That exactly. <laughs> so he fucking yeah. yeah. So he smacks he's you with a glove. You that pimp game. <laughs> he beats your ass in fencing. And he fucks your wife, dog. That's t- that's what I'm saying. That's like that's like Chris Brown rocking your jaw and then going to do a show where you bought your girlfriend row seats. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and he invited and she her backstage. On stage. Yeah, exactly. exactly. She gets pulled on stage. That's, that's terrible, dog. And that, you just sitting there like this nigga grinding on my. Girl. Where do you where do you, where do you, you go? Do? Where do you go after this? Nowhere, nigga. You go home. You have to go home in a corner and just sit there and think about your life. <laughs> For real, I would rather any. I would rather 
fuck me up, bro, yes. before you smack me. Like, so a every, smack is exactly. so disrespectful, right, nigga. Right, and the, and the crazy thing is, is that, I like I said, like you said, fuck me up so everybody can see it. And I can be like, yo, he's a world-class <laughs> MMA fighter, whatever. But a smacking of the glove is intimate. That shit is between you and the nigga who smacked you. <laughs> <laughs> like you can never see that nigga again and and be normal. You must nigga. never speak these words. <laughs> like you can't ever be normal after that shit, dog. That's a crime of passion, nigga. Oh my god, <laughs> that's, that's, a, crime crime that's a crime of passion, dog. <laughs> nah, gotta go. Oh my god, like you can't ever do anything ever again. There's no marks on your face. All you have is your so DCF won't won't listen all to you. All you have is your shame. That's all you have is your shame. Your honor, your honor is a rat. Your honor is gone. Oh my goodness gracious! You now just turn into the guy who never leaves home, gets groceries delivered, Man, and just like you, oh, I'm telling you, you just have your shame, and that's it. That's it. And your sorrow that you're just going, the whole ride home, the whole walk home, you're thinking about, this, did this nigga really just smack me with a glove? Could you imagine and, if there was memes back then? Oh, my God. <laughs> the memes on that. <laughs> and you know the camera would have caught the picture like mid-smack with the glove just <laughs> freshly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. freshly connected on your cheek. So <laughs> you <laughs> and, and you know, the, and, the crazy and, thing too is, is like the full, posture. Like, like the posture was always proper when they were smacking you with the glove too. It was back straight, shoulders back, the elbow up, bent at a ninety say. degree angle, comes back thirty six degrees to the to the left, and then the projection. Oh, the projection! Man. It's it's the perfect backhand, nigga. Hit you with that Serena backstroke. Yeah, that. That's it. I'm gonna hit you with that Wimbledon. You keep fucking with me. <laughs> that shit is funny, man. Oh shit! But yeah, this, I mean, I don't know if you guys. I mean, we an hour, an hour and a half in. It it really doesn't feel like it. it, it that we've been an hour and a half in. Um. Yeah. What y'all want to do? Y'all want to keep going? You want to you want to wrap this up? I mean, we Thanksgiving do, special. Yeah, we 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 got some Thanksgiving meals to to prep for tomorrow. First yeah. of all, yes. Speaking of Thanksgiving, I'm glad we brought this up. Wanted to ask the group, what is a must have on your Thanksgiving plate other than turkey? Macaroni and cheese, easy. I was about to say that's standard. You can tell y'all niggas is black. <laughs> standard. Stay. If you down here in the quote unquote South, it's got to be some sweet potato pie. Oh, see, I yeah. mean, I, 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 not a fan. I was, I was looking, I was looking at different Thanksgiving meals and like people's, you know, their spread or whatever. Have y'all ever had green bean casserole? No. Nah. I've seen it. What is that? It's a Blanco thing. It is the worst Thanksgiving dish you could ever make. Wait, you talking about the Is that them or is that... We don't do that. No, no, no. No, let's... No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. We... we, Our kind doesn't partake in that kind of activity. That was not part of the scraps we received. We don't partake in We do the greens. That's what we do. A green bean, yeah. No, we... Casserole, like... Do we do casserole it, period? Like I'm telling I'm, I'm telling you That's Google, Google green bean so casserole. So you're talking about the green beans with the onion like chip things with the the fried the, onions the, on top? Yeah, that's Google a, Google that shit and I'm telling you 
That's not a black experience. Yeah, no, it's not a black experience at all. I, there's some black folks that have done it, but it's not a black experience. And even the black folks that did it, they did it because they had a potluck at work or they were going to some white woman's or white guy's house. See, you know what? That that sounds like too presentational for me. You know what I mean? We're talking about, you know, crispy onions sprinkled, drizzled, garnished on top of shit. I feel like Thanksgiving food, you just, that's the shit you spread. It ain't supposed to be print. Like, nope. it's going to look good. You're going to want to dog that shit. But it ain't supposed to be like gourmet. Nope. See, you supposed, right. it's supposed to be that shit Collard that look like look came fancy. from Listen, somebody's I, kitchen, nigga. You know what I mean? The other thing I was thinking is I, I have an obsession of watching Top Chef. Like, that is like my fucking show. I, I love the show. I'll, I'll sit back and go back to like the first season and watch all the way up to season whatever they are now. But it is a secret society, dog. Like literally, fine dining is is its own culture. It's its own people. Like and and for you to get into that culture is extremely hard because when the chefs are describing their meals, they describe their meals with everything, all the ingredients that they use. And for the life of me, I can't understand how the guests who are eating that meal. Oh, yeah, you had hickam on there. Oh, that's just going to set it right off. <laughs> like, it's it's just what? For real? Like, do you happen to have any bladderwrack roots? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really? So that that whatever that ingredient and all the ingredients that they're mixing together. Is gonna de- right. It's gonna <laughs> determine in your mind. Oh, this is about to be dope. Like I'm about to smash this plate because it got some fucking. First of all, there's more plate than there's food. Right. Let's, let's address that. It's, 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 You're paying a hundred dollars for like a small quarter size piece of steak and like whatever <laughs> that they smeared to make it look fancy with the sauce and the drizzle <laughs> and the little garnish. But the funny thing is, they, they like the they it's look like I down. Go to McDonald's after <laughs> they look down on regular everyday food that regular everyday people eat. Right. Like you, they had to make a meal out of I guess the shit that you had in your pantry, and it was basically you know spam, blah blah blah, canned goods. And these dudes was like, I can't make anything out of this. I can't do nothing with this haphazard ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dog. So y'all so y'all parents grew up like so y'all was eating like this since y'all was a kid? Yeah, right. Like, like you so don't what rem- school did you go to? Yeah, like, you don't I remember mean, eating I paid candy. zero money and I could still fucking cook a turkey burger. Man, man. It's, I'm telling you, y'all, it's, it's if you ever get a chance to watch cooking shows, it is is it is 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 great for me because I like it, but then it's the most frustrating thing because I'm like these dudes is so foo-foo that is it's it, it, I don't even want to be a part of this. We thing. say that they got sissy fired off the pig. They was never on the pig. <laughs> Just, you can't ever be on some pig and then make that <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. There's, there's just no way. <laughs> there's, yeah, I don't even why you like you watch that show. I don't like, know why it's, neither. It's, like, it's upset. I'm obsessed with it because I like to like I like to see them make things. In, in P's mind, he's a classical chef. I'm tr- listen. Like, I've been there for years already. You'd be like, well, oh. I mean, P, P did chef up them burgers back in the listen, day. Listen, you know I mean, <laughs> we already we we know this. Yes, but I'm just saying. I just I just I. Uh, However, I just don't understand. <laughs> Again, they use all these things that nobody has ever heard of. And yet the the reaction of the judges, the reaction of the of the people eating the food, it's like they're in heaven when they eat root, son. Right. When they eat when they eat <laughs> leeks and and 
rolled seaweed and and just all kinds of like what is that? And yeah. they just love it. They just love it, dog. So, and they all go to McDonald's after. They would have to. I know they be fucking hungry after. Um, <laughs> but this is this is this is episode what sixteen? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good one. I think everybody who's going to listen to this is also going to enjoy it. Uh, if you're new to the show, definitely go back look at listen to all of our stuff. If you had fun on this show, you're definitely going to have fun on all of our previous shows because that's what we do here. So definitely take a look. Go to our IG. What is our IG, Fluff? The PB and J podcast. The PB and J podcast. What's our What's our Twitter be? Uh, what is our <laughs> uh, uh, as I go back good. to the IG I'm sure I gave the, it's the PB&J underscore podcast the PB&J, on IG that's it the PB&J underscore podcast and on I, Twitter where the real PB&J pod the real PB&J pod on Twitter definitely hit we gotta us up. do better yeah we do we gotta do better next week we're old so um, we apologize <laughs> so yeah hit us up on social media man you can catch us on all the platforms that you listen to any uh, podcast on we pretty much try to get these episodes out every week so you're definitely not going to be missing any content we're trying to come up with some new things so stay tuned uh any shout outs anybody fluff shout out i just want to wish everybody a happy thanksgiving although you know let's let's it's, listen it's we gotta that, but we gotta be inclusive we're gonna leave, we gonna leave it on like wishing everybody a happy thanksgiving happy birthday to me tomorrow so y'all can shout me out um and that's it tomorrow's, your birthday? tomorrow's my birthday gobble oh, gobble bitches be right. <laughs> <laughs> any shout outs uh man shout out to black people just cuz uh shout out uh man yeah, I, I, I'll leave it right there. <laughs> no shout out to the wife today. Any, <laughs> no, right? I didn't want to say. <laughs> any any shout outs, Jay? Wait, wait, now nah, we gotta let Bud get it out. We all oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. My bad. I, I, I did say shout out to the wife. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to have a good Thanksgiving and not have it a massacre for real. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, we don't want no problems, T. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just hold your head, everybody. That got to do Thanksgiving differently than we used to used to doing it. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm probably gonna be dolo in the crib, eat some Chinese food. But you know, what I mean? yeah. it's, it's I know I know families out there, so it's cool. This shit ain't forever, y'all. So just you know, stay strong out there. And happy birthday to Fluff. Hey. Hi, mommy. Yeah. So for me, man, I'm just gonna say, you know, happy birthday to the wife. Uh, 21 again. That's right. You know. So. Uh, I'm with you on that Thanksgiving thing, Jay. But because I'm fat, I'm going to celebrate one more year. Um, yeah, and to everybody just, you know. You're not fat. You're. Fix it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm married. I'm, I have the. You're happily married. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I have the happily married uh, body. body. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and don't judge me, people, because when you get happily married, you're going to have boobs, too. Okay. <laughs> So don't judge oh. uh, But yeah shout out to everybody listening man uh, Shout out to you know Everybody Gucci and Jeezy For, for settling a difference a, a Indifference of 20 years And uh, everyone else just be easy man Be easy enjoy your hop You know your, your Thanksgiving turkey day And, and until next week we catch y'all on the flip Thank you